I'm back on the mic. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob. It's no introduction needed. Let's get it. What up, y'all boys? It's Kid Kev. And this is Cafeteria Talk, the podcast we talk about any everything. Just like the days to take a hang with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. Welcome back to the show, guys. This is a very special The Falcon and Winter Soldier review. Um, we're going to get into that in a minute, but first, Slick Rob, actually, let me do this little business real quick. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five-star ratings and reviews. How you guys been? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Say so we're chilling. We're chilling, man. Hot boy summer coming up pretty soon, so, you know... Trying to get ready. Get your body right. Hey. Get your body right, man. True. Get your hey. mind right. You have to get your body right, bro. All bodies are beautiful. True. They're just not all for me, but they all beautiful. Dang, man. You see, I want to say it, but you know, I kept my inside thoughts on the inside. Hey, bro, I'm not afraid to say it, bro. All bodies are beautiful. That doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that I have to go out and find any and everybody. That's true. That's, that's, true. A, that's a tweet. Oh, just because all bodies are beautiful just doesn't mean I have to go out and find so, any and everybody. You Ooh. will get dragged through black Twitter, though. Fuck yeah. black Twitter. Say, you will get dragged. Another thing, you know, bodies are like a work of art. Not all art is appealing to every person. Dang, that's actually... Nah, that's actually some slight shade right there, too. <laughs> bro, I mean, we That's just, some slight shade. Bro, everybody... It's all about preferences, man. It's like, all about your you preference, know? yeah. Hey, you either want a woman with a big ass or a big yeah, ass woman. woman. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> but, uh, Slick Rock, take us into the put-on segment, my friend. Y'all already know what we've been to do here. The put-on segment. Basically, anything that we have recently... Watched, seen, heard, listened to, eaten, read. That we think you, I was finna say, my boy Prodigy Case, but he not here. You, the people, should check out. And of course, I usually always go first, oldest to youngest. And I'm gonna put y'all on this podcast called Opening Act. It's a um, it's basically a little thing where black, where uh, since for it's not for the cult, it's for everybody, but it's mainly made by people of the culture. Um. It's a podcast where I can't remember the person that Trey Mangum is the name of the person that hosts the podcast. He basically interviews a bunch of people in black Hollywood, black celebrities and talk about their rise to fame and and fortune in Hollywood and well their impact on entertainment in general. It's a very interesting um it's a very interesting podcast cuz you know, I think one of my favorite episodes was the one they did with recently with Trevor Jackson, dude from um you know, Lil' Shine movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Superfly and Superfly. all that. And Grownish. And Grownish. I was just going to say Grownish. Yeah, like I say, I should definitely peep Grownish. Season four coming out. Let me stop. But, by the way, it's a very interesting because, like, you remember the whole thing that, after the whole thing with the George Floyd, all that, the stuff of the past summer? Of course. Where they talk about giving more respect to black Hollywood. Yeah. Hearing all these black creatives talk about their experiences in Hollywood, in Holly- dealing with Hollywood in general and the entertainment industry is interesting, like, because, like, a lot of people say that, like, us black people were kind of like a staple in entertainment. But I've heard a lot of instances where they go through, like, they've had their issues, fair share of issues of issues with upper management and stuff like that. And why they don't work with some black people and why they do want to work with some black people. It's, it's very interesting. Y'all check it out. It's called Opening Act. You can catch it on Spotify, anywhere we catch podcasts, basically. Big bet. KKF. All right, I'm going to go with another podcast, too. Uh, Geeks of the Week. It has one of my favorite TikTokers, um, Straw Hat Goofy. He reviews movies. Hey, you know what, Quattro? You would actually like him. He actually reviews mo- movies and TV shows, and he does it on a real analytical like level. And it's what the actually- hell are you trying to say? He said that, he's better than you. That's why I wow. love you trying to say. Oh right. Wow. Okay. So you wanted to get your your feelings hurt here. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. But anyways, oh, Geeks right. of the Week. Uh, Straw Hat Goofy, and he has his sidekick, um, Jay Stoops. Her name is Meg. But it's pretty cool. Like I actually like actually like listening to it. So you know, check it out. Apple Podcast, uh, 
Like you said, any way that you can catch a podcast. Beats of the week. I'm gonna check that out. Hey, don't don't stew there. Wow. Don't stew there. Wow. I, I okay. <laughs> um, I feel like I should do a podcast, but I honestly don't know. I put on every podcast that I listened to so far. So that would have been dope. We all did a, we all um, did a podcast. Damn, I I need to put. Uh, for, I don't want to put this on, but like I feel like this is like all I've been watching. I'm gonna put y'all on a show that y'all probably have already been watching. Victorious, I just finished it. Victorious, um, sensational. You know, it was good, and then like towards the end, you just realize that, like they're just a bunch of like uppity rich like teens who were terrible. That's true. Tori's dad. Tori. Even though he was he was a detective and they lived in that big house, bro. That's I, the part I, that I doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and bro, her mother is terrible. Bro. Both of the parents are terrible, bro. bro did, why go on vacation tra- without Trina, bro? What? Numerous times they did this. I'm like, man. Bro, why you think Trina the way she is? Since so you always and mess they up always the wanted to job. paint Trina as like the ugly girl on that show, but Trina like as the show progressed was not ugly. Trina got badder and badder. Trina got finer and finer every ep- every episode. I was like, bro, Trina's not ugly. Stop this. And it's so cat because you can tell like they 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 water down so many of the other female characters around Tori because like talent wise, Ariana Grande oh, yeah. shat on her. Yeah, that's true. Every time they were together, that's why you rarely ever saw them sing together. Yeah, because Victoria Justice at the point she was like the main figurehead. They wanted to make her the star. She yeah. was basically the Miley Cyrus yes. of Nickelodeon. Yeah, it went from it went from Miranda. To Victoria, right after they did that big um, crossover thing, mm-hmm. bro. Yes, absolutely. And I just, I just found that kind of weird, and it just was like, uh, it got, it didn't get the ending that I Carly got. I Carly got an actual ending. Victoria's didn't, and um, I don't know if I'm gonna pick up any any more of the of the Nickelodeon shows. I might take a little pause. Zoe one hundred and one. Zoe one hundred and one. Thinking about that, I'm thinking that about Big Time that, Rush. That, that big Time Rush is pretty quick to get through. That's, that's not very oh, long. After season four, though, it gets kind of yeah. There's four dumb. seasons of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Big Time Rush was okay. Wow. No, like, big Time Rush was that shit. Well, big, big Time Rush, I like pretty much missed because like right at the end of that end of Victoria's is right around the time we all kind of really stopped watching Nickelodeon on a regular basis that is true so that's like literally season 4 of Victoria's I was like watching this as if they were brand new almost because like I didn't recognize most of those episodes I was like oh fuck I, oh, I didn't I'm, mean like, I, that. I, I stayed up on Victoria's it was hard but I did yeah Around that time was when Lab Rats came around, and I was bro Lab Rats on it when it first hit. Ooh. 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 Then they did the Mighty May crossover. Mighty May, like, uh. bro, like that's yeah. Lab Rats. Lab Rats, that was that's what like Prime was on. Was Prime stuff was on like break like, Parrot Kings, bro. So that was Disney XD. Disney bro. XD was on it. That was Disney XD on steroids. A new, le- they was on a new level. New level. But speaking of a new level, today we are we are going to be doing a very special review of. DMCU's latest installment, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, Kid Kev, tell us how we rate our TV shows. So we have three main points that we like to hit on. So first, we have the story, what it's about. Does it tell a good story? Is it well-paced? Um, and we also comment on the writing, the tone, and the diff- and the structure. Next up, we have characters. Do they carry the show forward? Are they interesting enough to watch them again? We will watch them again, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. And number three, implications. What we're left with. Do we want more episodes, seasons, and spinoffs? So that's all. That, so, that, so those are all three of the criterias that we use to judge shows and movies on. So let's get into it. Today, we'll be reviewing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are a mismatched duo who team up for the global adventure that will test their survival skills as well as their patience. Mm. This show stars Anthony Mackie as the Falcon, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, Daniel Brühl as Baron Zemo, Wyatt Russell as John Walker, and Aaron Kellyman as Carly Morgenthau. Now, this is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen the Falcon and Winter Soldier on streaming on Disney Plus, stop. Take a pause, go watch it, watch it again, then come back to us and listen to this episode so you can hear our thoughts on this show. So let's get into it, man. Story. Let's look at episode one, New World Order. Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes realize their futures will be anything but normal. Slick Rob, I'll let you go first, man. What are your thoughts on this for, on the inaugural episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? 
Honestly, um, it kind of gave me when I first watched it, um, because you know, like, it was a very, it was very warm, heartwarming, and just chill because they gave the, the retiring of you know the goat, you know Captain America, Steve Rogers, Shield. It was like so because that was a, I knew they were gonna tackle that. Like it was just so weird to see. Like it was just so weird to see Sam already in that mood because. I I thought it was gonna go a different route. I thought it was gonna be where Sam was trying to take trying to take up the mantle early, but the government's like, no, because of the whole they're still trying to be under that Sokovia, which I'm surprised they didn't tackle the Sokovia Accords mm. being in this because it's still technically a thing in the MCU. But obviously, you know, that changed everything. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the snap. Hopefully, the, the mic caught that. But it was very interesting to see him give up the shield. But it makes sense. To be a man in that position, think about it. He's been gone for five years. The world's changed. And plus, you're a black man in America. How does that look? So, like, that was that was very cool to see. Boom, you're looking for this, Rhodey. I thought that was good. Now, I thought we were going to get a little bit, because I knew they already, I kind of got spoiled that Rhodey was going to be in the first episode because of Instagram. But oh, I no. thought they were going to kind of, like, tackle. I thought it was going to be, like, a little cameo for Rhodey's on the wars thing, but we didn't get nothing of that. But I thought that was cool. And... Bucky, well, Bucky's going to the, I think that was in the first episode, Bucky going to the therapist. Mm-hmm. I liked it, you know, getting the Winter Soldier's music and all that, bringing back the stuff that they, the music they used in um Civil War mm-hmm. and dealing back with Bucky's PTSD from Hydra. I thought that was cool because it's like, nothing's changed really. Right. And, and I thought that was pretty cool to see because I'm like, how are you going to be able to tackle all of this? Because it's a lot to tackle with those two characters, but I mm-hmm. liked the first episode. Everything you said, I agree. Um, I... I wouldn't say this show, this this pilot really got me into like, oh, I need to continue watching this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was the strongest pilot in the world. Yeah. But um, in terms of seeing like where our characters have been and, you know, seeing them again, it was cool. One of my favorite parts of this episode was seeing Rhodey just that like natural, you know, cross crossing, crossing over a franchise is just like that's a normal thing that a higher up in the military like James Rhodes would be at that event of the retiring of Cap Shield, like, it wasn't some big reveal. Like, it just was like, hey, like, I'm an Avenger. I was Cap's friend. I'm an, I'm in the military. I'm here. Like, it's not a big deal. And that's kind of what I want to get to see the MCU continue to do. But all in all, like, pretty weak, not weak pilot, but it just was like, uh, not much happened here. The the Falcon uh, action piece in the, in the beginning was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, as the season show goes on, like, it definitely gets better. But the pilot didn't really excite me for this show that's just like wandavision to be honest i mean like the first two episodes i would say weren't really that strong until you hit that third episode where really everything starts to take off so Mm -hmm. you know i guess that's what i mean i guess that's what was happening here yeah one thing i will say well i'm not gonna talk about wandavision one thing only thing wandavision's first episodes did big was definitely just really so different just changed that well we can do different things that's one thing i can say about marvel they they one thing they're very strong at they can they can change up a lot of stuff and do something totally different and make it work for somehow but anyway another thing i want to mention in the first episode that i thought was kind of cool was how showing how the how sam is kind of now getting to that he's still on that whole not trusting the government thing which i thought which i thought was kind of cool and also seeing i think his family was his mm-hmm. family in the first episode yeah. getting to meet his family was pretty cool you know uncle sam I I love that little line from his sister, Uncle Sam, you know, because, you know, you know, the United States and all that. But I thought that was kind of cool seeing that. And they did kind of show well how, you know, nothing. Black people still struggle, which is one thing. The showrunner, I give him his props. He did. He did throw the color in the colorism in here. In I like it. Um, before we move on to episode two, uh, the other tertiary characters that were introduced in this episode were Sarah Wilson, Adapera Aduye. Um, Danny Ramirez, Joaquin, who plays Joaquin Torres, and Georgie St. Pierre, as he returns in his role as Bartrock. Bartrock, he, he still can Bro, fight. He still can fight, and he's raw. Yeah. Uh, moving on to episode two, The Star Spangled Man. John Walker is Captain America, and Sam and Bucky team up against a rebel group. I'll say this. Um, one thing that I, because I argued with, me and my friend Hanson argued for a while about this. Because he didn't like the Flag Smasher storyline, which a lot, I can understand why a lot of people didn't like it, but honestly, I was okay with it. And John Walker, I ain't gonna lie. Oh, yeah, watching him in that suit, it was just, it was just so uneasy. Holding Cap's shield, too. It I'm was like, uneasy to, 
it was only, but but luckily that's not the OG shield. That no, we, yeah. We got him. The OG shield was broken by Thanos, but like seeing that, I really wonder where he got that shield from. But Wakanda, Wakanda is now the Avengers. Like no, I'm talking about Cap. I'm talking about Cap. Remember Cap when he he probably did. Maybe he did. Yeah, get, he probably get off. From, got got another one made or whatever. What, what, yeah, whatever. But um, luckily it's not the OG. If it would have been the OG, I'd been like, mm. but man, bro, John Walker. I like his. I like how they wrote his character. Very well written. Yeah, they made him so that way you would hate him. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like you can't hate the man, but you hate the man just because of the position he's in. It's not like he asked for it, which was interesting. I thought it was like something like he asked for that position, but they gave it to him. I thought that was interesting. And Wyatt Russell, you did your thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely made himself seem hateable. For sure. But you got to respect the actor. I also yeah. really liked um, Sam finally met Isaiah Bradley for the first time. That was crazy. Oh, I was just like everybody was just like there was a black super soldier and nobody knew. And it was like that's when that's when the that's when uh what is it the the show started immediately going into race right yeah. at that point because remember as it. soon as they left out the cops came up. Yep. Now that was something interesting to see how the cops just were like oh my god you're the Falcon I was like I'm okay I ain't gonna lie I know that was a writing tool but I'm like bruh. How you not notice the man? Like, bro, oh, oh, he's been all over billboards and anything. Well, maybe it's because he actually wears glasses. Mm. Maybe that's why they didn't recognize him. But Battle yeah. Battlestar was also uh, introduced in this. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I think he was a racist character. Ooh, Battlestar? Yes. Battlestar? <laughs> yes. Wow. He's one of, he's he one of seemed, those brothers. <laughs> he seemed so like... And I think that was the point of the show. But he just seemed so... Yes, Massa. Tight. Well, think about it. He did. You know, there's those different people. There's those different people in the ranks of the military. Well, that's just how they they use that to get by. I remember him and uh him and John Walker. They were boys from the beginning. They were boys from the beginning. So you know, like he. So he was like he was loyal to him as Bucky was loyal yeah. to OG Cap. Yeah. Uh, okay. He that didn't, makes sense. he didn't see him as Captain America. He saw him as his boy. Like you know, he's happy for his boy. That makes sense. Battlestar played by Clay Bennett. And Isaiah Bradley played by the Carl Lumbly, who um, I noticed. So I watched Carl Lumbly play um, the Martian Manhunter's father in Supergirl on the CW. Mm-hmm. And he played the exact same character as as uh, Isaiah Bradley. Just that that older hero who doesn't get to shine as the hero. He, you know, was, he was a hero, but she did the villain. You know, he was, you know, tested on, imprisoned. And I just thought it was cool that he was able to bring the same, you know, pain to this character, um, Isaiah Bradley. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think one more thing before mm-hmm. we move on to the next one. One thing I think that was very interesting about Isaiah Bradley is they kept to the true story of the comic. I did not expect that because the true comic story was based off of when they used to give, you know, back in history when they used to give vaccinations the vaccinations to those black people that would kill them and stuff that's mm. what his comic is based off of oh wow okay. yeah his comic was based off of that so like the, syph- the syphilis Tuskegee yeah okay that's, Tuskegee that, that, that's what they that's what they based this comic off of like truth or something like that I did not think they were going to stick with that actual storyline that's awesome and it was cool to see that and like you said this show was the showrunner was a black man you know so he definitely gave a lot of inspiration I thought it was that was and then bruh and then seeing um Eli Bradley Bro, I hope I'm I- telling you, they're setting up for Young Avengers. They're teasing us with it. Yeah, oh. Eli Bro, Bradley, you, he's a Young Avenger. He's who else? A- you already have Kate Bishop. You're gonna have uh, who is it? Patriot. His name is Patriot in the comics, right? Yeah. You already have Speed and Wycan, I believe Speed that's how you Watkins. pronounce it. Oh, oh, the O's. Maybe spoiler warning, but apparently they the, the 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 kids from WandaVision were filming for Doctor Strange. Some there was a leak about that, so don't know if it's confirmed, but. They've been they've been holding tight on the Doctor Strange movie. We haven't seen no set photos, but apparently those kids were in London with what's his name. So with Benedict, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We don't Ooh. know. I'm telling you, they're trying to set up for this young Avengers. And then we got um, what's his name's daughter, Ant Man's. Oh, Cassie Lang. Uh, bring back the other girl. Bring back. The she other was, girl. That was fine, bro. Like I swear, I was simp over her all day. Okay. Oh man, Kevin, she was in fine. the movie. At least she's like ten. I'm talking about her when she's older. She's older. She's like 10. She's what older. What do you mean? She's older. I'm talking about she didn't, end game, she dog. didn't get snapped. She didn't get snapped. Remember she Bro, didn't. okay, look, look. So at the end of Ant-Man 2, right, the snap happens. Yeah. She doesn't get snapped. So in the movie, in Ant-Man 2, she's like six or seven. What do you mean? 
Cassie is Cassie's like, like six or seven in Ant-Man. She was like at least eight. Bro, then how was she a teenager, dog? She Cassie's was at least 16. Teenage. She's like 16. Exactly. That's why it makes no damn sense. Bro, I'm talking about the actress herself. I'm not talking about the actual character. Oh, okay. Bro, <laughs> we could have avoided all of this. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe we But moving on to episode three, Power Broker. Um, Sam and Bucky go to a criminal safe haven to find information about the super soldier serum. Madri Poor. Oh, also at the end of episode two, we got, uh, it was teased that they would be checking in on Baron Zemo. By the way, so a little quick thing about Madripoor. If y'all didn't know, that is teasing the X-Men because in the the original X-Men comics, they originated from Madripoor. Little Easter egg thrown in there. So, and also, one thing about Madripoor, that's actually going to be a spot in that Shang-Chi movie. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven Rings. Yeah, if you look, you go back to the the Shang-Chi trailer... You actually go. What? To, they're in Madripoor in the Shang Chi. Are movie. you joking or are you serious? What? I like the name. That's not the name of the movie. Shang Chi and Shang-Chi. the Legend of the the Seven Rings. Yes. The ten oh, the, rings. Did I say seven? Did I say seven? <laughs> yes. You're thinking. Of, are you thinking of top? I said seven. You're, he's thinking of top. He's thinking of top. No, he's thinking of Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, Ariana Grande. That's true. I don't blame you for that one. But yeah, that's why I was like, are you serious? What? It's like that's a cool that's a cool name. <laughs> that was crazy, but yeah, bringing it back in Magipor and then Brazimo kill us with the moves. <laughs> kill us with the moves, and then got, they, then they showed us the Zemo cut. We too. got the Zemo. We cut. got that Zemo cut, bro. Oh man, that's why I'm okay. A minute worth of footage, but a they listen. Four hour movie, but they listen to the fans. They listen they, to they the listen fans. To the, oh, we, we wanted it, and they listened to us. Kevin, it takes nothing to drop that. It cost them nothing. Yeah, they could just like Zemo cut. They literally it cost a hundred million dollars to drop the Snyder cut. Yeah, they have to take a beat and think about it. Why do we? Well, why are we even bringing this up? Can we continue? Hey, all I gotta say is love the Zemo cut. Thank you, Marvel. I don't think DC could do anything like that. Wow. Okay. That DC is doesn't listen to their fans. That's that all I gotta is, say. No, That's no, no. Warner Brothers. Warner, Warner Brothers. Okay, we'll say. We Warner can Brothers. say Warner Brothers doesn't listen to their fans. All, DC I, all just, I'll say is, when's Marvel fandom? Oh, right. My bad. Okay. If there was a Marvel fan... That's why we call it San Diego Comic Con. We don't need a Comic Con anymore. We're above that now. Oh, okay. (laughs) But anyway... (laughs) But anyway, what was so cool... I think what was cool about Zemo was... um, I loved how he's still that rich. Like, I did not expect him to go that... He is a baron. Yeah, he is a baron. Y'all act like y'all knew what a baron was for this show. Yeah, royalty. Bro, that's his comic. I know Baron Zemo's comic. I'm a big Baron Zemo fan. I didn't know what a baron was. I was like, like, yeah, that's a former royalty. Like, is he empty? What the fuck? No, but I I figured after the crimes he committed against King T'Chak and killing the killing, I thought they would take all that away from him. He wouldn't have nothing. But he still had. He was like, he was holding that in the shell. He talking about some. He talking about some. Look at me. He had that. He had that coat too. Oh was like, dog. And they played, they teased off his comment, and he had the mask. And then, and then of course, you know, Return of Sharon. Wasn't Sharon Return? Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love to see her. Old brother. girl, Emily Van Camp. Bro, I wish I could have saw her earlier, but I'm glad they brought her back for this show. And she, bro, she honestly, she murdered it. And also, this was one of the episodes that was really formative for Carly Morgenthau's character. Um, you know, she was really blurring the lines between good and bad when she blew up the building full of people or soldiers. Yeah. And so, you know, that was a question of whether or not is she, like, has she gone too far? Is she going to do what, what's the worst she can do? Um, they also found the person that created the super the serum that you know Carly and the Flag Smashers use, uh, Doctor Nagel, mm-hmm. who Zemo kills. I love that they kept Zemo's art the same the whole way through. Like Zemo yeah. hates superheroes, he hates the super super soldier. His goal is to destroy it. Like, and he continued to do that every time. Yeah, too bad he missed out on the. Well, that's a later episode. One thing I think that was very interesting was um, Jesus, what was it? Oh my god, I just lost it. You're gonna have to come back to me. Oh my god. No. Any other thoughts on this episode, Kevin? I had um, another, I had either. a thought, but I forgot the it. Final, the final some of the final scenes of this uh this episode, Ao, played by Florence Kasumba, confronts Bucky about Zemo. Yeah, he finds If you don't know who Ao is, she's a part of the Wakandan Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje! I just had, I don't know why. It's like from I, Yo, don't I know just why. I just looked I at him. Why. Bro, Kevin looked like a Dermalaje person. Hey Keep shit, they the most powerful women on the planet. They is. Thank you. Thank you, dog. They they is. Don't 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 strong woman my joke. 
Well, they is the strongest woman on the planet. Yeah, like I said. Bump you. Speaking of that, moving on to episode four, the whole world is watching. John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgan Thau. Okay. This was we, my favorite episode. This was the best episode of the season. Can we me. just point out that man, the first scene, bruh. Bucky can... Sebastian stand out here with the Jesus log hair doing the best scene ever, bruh. Bro. Yes. Bro, you remember the, bro, you know the Passion of the Christ movie with the Hobie with the parade? Yeah. But that's literally what I thought about watching that. I'm like, bro, nigga. Ooh, bye, bro, bye, bro. I mean, he was boo crying. He was like, you are free. Bro, and he ate, bro. He ate that, bro. That... So good. Seeing Wakanda again, just the... This episode had me screaming, bro. Bucky can speak and understand Wakanda. Oh, yeah, bro. He's literally one of the most, bro. He one of the, he has, like, he knows, like, um 27 different languages. Now Wakandan. So, oh, well. <laughs> he's, he's, that's just crazy, like. And the Dora Milaje gave uh, Sam and Bucky eight hours to give them Zemo. And where do you think they were eight hours later? They were at that door <laughs> waiting for Zemo. They <laughs> said, uh, cough up, homeboy. Oh, th- Okay. That's what I meant to say. I loved how they kind of really, they did a real good way of writing. Because, you know, this is such a crazy situation to be in. Of course, bringing back everybody five years later. But they actually, I think they wrote it. Or It's actually a normal thing that I would expect to happen in real life if something like that actually happened. With people that weren't blipped, trying to keep it things the way. I loved how they wrote that into the episode. Mm. Those episodes, it's kind of a normal. We kind of got the real normalcy of the MCU, like of normal life in the MCU with yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, not really WandaVision. Mm. I thought that was, that's what I meant to say about the first, the other. That's actually a good point. The, the first three episodes. WandaVision, a lot of their narrative is circle, circles around, you know, the blip and stuff like that. This, it did, but it was very minute. It wasn't a lot. Like, it's kind of, it really felt normal. Although they talked about the blip. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Because even Spider-Man, like uh, Far From Home, the first film after the Endgame, a lot of blip stuff going on. I mean, it was the first film after Endgame. So, yeah. hmm, that's actually a good point. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. That's what I forgot. But I also loved in this episode, so Sam uh, confronts Carly after, you know, the funeral of Mama Danya. And I really liked how he was trying to talk her down. That, mm-hmm. that was a really good scene. Yeah, yeah and I actually, but, and that's what I was trying to, because me, okay, Quick side note, me and my friend Hanson had a big argument. He was saying that, okay, I want to know y'all if y'all believe. Has Sam Wilson had character had good character development? Oh, of course. Thank you. All of I course. Say, he was a sidekick. Yeah. Now he's a main yeah. event. He said yeah. Sam Wilson has not had no good character development. Uh, in oh, the okay. I, I will say I see why he might think that. Because, you know, it was Sam Wilson on a screen with characters like Steve Rogers, Rob, not Steve Rogers, Jesus. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Thor, um, you know, just the, the magnitude of the characters they play, he it does kind of push them to the back burner. But I mean, his his store his his you know getting you know on your left and and Winter Soldier okay. to now tracks perfectly. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to tell him. But and I was saying that fits well with how because remember we our first introduction to Sam, of course, is the running. But also when Cap goes to the military facility, and Sam is trying to he's that he's that life coach. I love how they went back to that when Sam's like, let me talk to him. I'm good at this. That's what I like about Sam Wilson. He still he still does not change the person he is. Some people that get in power, that get power, they they change. But Sam Wilson did it. He went back to his roots on how he tries to deal with stuff. Tries to talk and work. I like how they went about that. Gas. Interesting. Gas. All right. Um, anything else on this episode? Uh, oh, my God. Sam, there, Sam and Bucky, John Walker, and Battlestar versus the Dora Milaje. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, the um, Dora Milaje, they gave that. They gave John Walker the work. And John Walker came in there like an asshole, and then when he put his hands on her. Oh, she said no. She said no. Yeah. Well, you remember in Black Panther when, uh, who was it? Oh, frick. What was his name? Don't tell me. The guy, the CIA guy. Don't tell me his name. An old man. Played by Martin Freeman. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember his name, but I remember the actor. Agent, agent. Oh, my God. Robert, give it to me. What? The guy, the CIA agent in Black Panther. Martin Freeman? Oh, wow. No, I just forgot his name as soon as I said it. It's like, it's like on the tip of the tongue, man. Oh, my God. This is so bad. I should know this. I literally, no, like, literally, as soon as you said Martin Freeman, then it slipped out of my head. No, as soon as you said Martin Freeman's character. Martin Freeman. Everett Ross. Everett Ross. Everett Ross. Everett Ross. You remember when Everett Ross 
put his hand on um to, uh, on Guerrero's character. Oh, I don't um, know. No, he put, it, he put it on. No, yeah, he touched the child. And yeah, Guerrero exactly. was like. Did she say something in Wakanda? Yeah, something like that. If he touches you again, something. If he touches you again, I'll appeal. Does she speak English? Which she wants to. No, my favorite Balaji moment is always gonna be in Civil War. They're walking up to the car. Black Widow is just Ayo, move or you will be moved. As much as I'd like to see that, as entertaining as that would be, but it's just so funny how like you know. How Bucky, um, Zemo, and you know Anthony Mackie's character—I can't even remember his name for the life of me—Falcon. Falcon—they just sit back and watch as they as the Dora Milaje just wail and on Zemo John, and on then John Zemo Walker. decides to pull his El Chapo. I love the El Chapo reference. He pulled the El Chapo. <laughs> now that was funny, bro. No cap. But can we please bring out John Walker's? The shit was going through his head. This episode, remember, this is a big thing. Taking the serum, bro. Yeah. They weren't even super soldiers. <laughs> bro, seeing John Walker's progression to want to take that, because remember... He lost every fight. And remember, he wasn't big. He didn't want to really take the serum. And then it's like... But then he thought about it. He never had the opportunity to, though. Like, it, like I feel like if they had asked him, hey, like, we have we have doses. You know, you're going to be Captain America. We have a super serum dose. You want it? I feel like he would say yes. Yes, but then again, you know, he thought he thought he thought about all the because remember he he was saying that all that issues about because he was like, would it change me? Would it make me more crazy? And then of course his friend says, just makes you more of what you are, which kind of played out, but in a different way. As you know, we're about to get into the end of the episode with the yeah, um, they can they finally find Carly again and they talk. And they're interrupted again, of course, by John Walker, who, you know, has taken the serum because uh, it gets. No, actually, wait. No, he didn't take the serum. I think he had not taken the serum yet. They find Carly. She, you know, loses the serum in a fight because Zemo shoots her dumbass. <laughs> Zemo got her. Zemo shot her like in the hand. And then she drops the serum and he destroys the serum, which another thing I loved how Zemo's character just keeps tracking. Like he didn't even pick up one of them serum themes to try to take one for himself. He was like, F this, I'm destroying all of it. But John Walker gets one. Um, And so they get there, they fight. Battlestar gets taken down. Battlestar, I felt so bad for him because he's like the most mismatched person in that fight. Like you're going up against super soldiers and you're just yourself. And you get killed. I'm like, homie, you kind of yeah, brought Carly it on Morgan yourself. Yeah, like punched him. Did a she, lot of did she kick him or did she? Punch she punched him. him. She punched oh, I thought she kicked in him in the chest. She jumped up and like she kind of she and then homie cracked his back against that pillar. Yeah, yeah he brought, broke the pillar. And then the music, bro. Day by the Civil War. The music right under his death is from Civil War when Cap was um the music from when what's her name was dying. I think that's the same music that was used. Who, Peggy. Under, yeah, I think that's the same music used under when Battlestar was meeting his end. Like I said, Henry Jackman, composer from Civil War, he was just, I'm going to just redo this again. That's going to fit in there. He killed it. I love I love when he composes. But my favorite part, though, was def- one of my favorite things is when Zemo mentions why he hates super soldiers, talking about the whole thing of painting a picture of someone to be idolized, mm. how they did that with Hitler and stuff. But what's interesting is Sokovian people back in those days apparently idolized Hitler. So it's interesting that he's Sokovian. But he didn't like the Nazis. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm. It's just that man saying, they're our friends, the Avengers, not the Nazis. Right. Because mm, think about yeah. it, like Bucky, he served in World yeah. War II, so he know about it. I thought Bucky that was- don't fuck them Nazis, but... <laughs> yeah. But um, John kills the Flag Smasher in a just fit of rage after, you know, his- Lamar being killed. That was crazy. That final shot with blood on the shield was just magnifique. And, you know, it just, like, correlates to today's time where you see, like, you know, cops and stuff like that shooting, you know, innocent people out in the streets. Or not, in, well, you shouldn't say, like, you know, out in the streets like that. But it's like, it just shows that correlation there. And yeah. that's why a lot of people say that, yo, this show definitely shows what's going on in America today. It right. does. It does. And it, and it was written very well. And then to keep it fitting in the narrative of going, still going on in the superhero realm. I thought that was just so good. And John, bruh, John Walker, just that whole, bruh, and I liked how they gave him some of Cap's, like, you know, 
You know, some of the stuff, the motions he did once he took the serum. Mannerisms. Mannerisms. Right. Now, Cap ain't as crazy with that head, bro. His head twitching. That's another thing. Throughout the whole episode, you could tell he kept getting crazier and crazier. Because if y'all look, he was like always twitching his so head. He was twitching. I'm like, nigga, what you twitching for, nigga? You got some uh, anti your ear or something? I'm like, goddamn. But yeah, I love John Walker's progression in this episode. My favorite episode with John Walker, just the progression that they kept showing. He's getting crazier and crazier. Big facts. Um, going into episode five, Truth, John Walker faces consequences for his actions. Sam and Bucky return to the United States. Um, five was really good. Like, I just felt like it was kind of, in a sense, filler, you know, getting us ready for episode six, of course. But, um, we, we kind of shored up a lot of character arcs here. Um, definitely Bucky's arc was shored up in this episode, which I really liked. Um, just him trying to figure out how to, you know, better make amends for, you know, his past as the Winter Soldier. I thought that was really cool. Um, at the beginning of this episode, John Walker is stripped of the mantle of Captain America after killing one of the Flash Flag Smashers in front of the entire world, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. What was y'all thoughts on that? Well, I loved how they used the Isaiah Bradley's comic, Truth, as the name of the episode. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. But one thing that was awesome, Sam and Bucky's fight with John Walker literally oh my god me. i keep forgetting that was in that episode yeah literally reminds me of the fight with iron man like yeah there was a lot of stuff just like yeah i can see like the and they use the same mute bro the, the music makes a difference honestly the music makes a difference but i thought it was so cool seeing that and then sam really it kind of showed sam like really starting to test out that using his wings and stuff to help with the shield in that fight you know kind of cool using that jetpack thing to kind of rip it off of Ripping off his arm, how his arm broke. That was man. They broke his arm. Ooh, the way they broke his arm. That was like, did you really need to go that far, bro? And then, ooh, ooh, and then I am Captain America. And had that start off the episode. Oh, that was raw. That was raw. And I am Captain America. (laughs) Then, like, you go forward into where they're going into the court proceedings and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or the military proceedings. And it's like I felt like more should have happened to him instead of getting stripped of Captain America like I felt like there well, should have been some they stripped away his um they stripped away some of his um was he dishonor dishonorably discharged yes they stripped away a lot of his was, stuff was it partially he... dishonorably discharged I, don't think, I think it was partial they took okay. they took I felt away like it they been... took away some of his stuff from the military like his medals and awards no some of his um like, rank some of, not just his rank some of his benefits and stuff they took some of that away oh yeah yeah he really okay, get benefits because yeah, yeah, yeah. remember he was like I did all this for you I literally just followed all your orders and but you did this he's like and, it, and it's still green because like I thought about this if no one would have recorded that it would have been like yeah exactly I, PR yeah yeah that would have been like thank you I that's feel like just, some legal action should have been taken yeah I mean that, that's what I, I feel like that's, that's what a lot of the people say like there a lot of people are told in the military, especially like, you know, contract killers and stuff. They're like, hey, like, we want you to take out this government, kill this person, you know, take over this town. Yeah. But like, if you get caught, we have nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. Like, I feel like that happens more often than not. And then also the cameo with. Oh, my God. The cameo with. Um, oh, my God. I just forgot her name. Oh, Julia Dr- Val. Oh, Julia Bro, that Julia was Dreyfus. so well kept, man. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, man. I was like, Madam Hydra? I'm like, the fuck? Appar- Where did you come Apparently, from? they said um, she was first supposed to appear in um, um, Black Widow, but we haven't even seen Black Widow, so but there, she's not in the movie. But they were going to write her in the movie, but saved her for this. I, I love seeing her. I thought it was so funny, though, that she gave uh, his wife a blank card just to keep her occupied while she talked to John Walker. This I was day. like, bro, what the hell? And definitely got some Thunderbolt vibes there. Send yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Send up the Thunderbolts. Mm. Kind of gas. So we do got to talk about Sam goes back and visits Isaiah Bradley, and Isaiah Bradley gives him the real deal, uncut, what happened to him while he was, you know, imprisoned by the U.S. government and being tested on. You yeah. think... Actually, I have one question. You think if Cap knew about what was going on, you think he would have stood for it? No. I, I think... I think Cap would have done everything he could to to right that wrong. Because you got to look at it. What Isaiah Bradley tried to do, he tried to go back and free some of his men. That's the same thing Cap did in the first Cap movie. Remember? Mm, yeah. He, remember? They were going to leave Bucky and them high and dry with mm-hmm. the people, but Cap went back and saved them. That's the same thing Isaiah Bradley ha- tried to do, but... They rewarded Cap, but Isaiah Bradley got the short end of the stick. That's true. So I don't think Cap would have stood for that. I honestly, like, 
I, it's, it's, it's very hard for me to believe that Cap... That Cap didn't know. Like, I just feel like at some point... And then, but then I have to remember Cap was in the in the ocean for seventy years, and then when he when he wakes up, the Infinity Saga basically begins. So he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of busy. Then Hydra, then then Shield falls. Really busy now. Then the Avengers break up. Mm-hmm. Very busy now. Yeah. <laughs> then everybody gets snapped away. Pretty busy. So like it, it was hard for me to believe that he didn't know. But then I was like, bro, like he's had so many other fish to fry. Not that Isaiah Bradley wasn't important. It just was like, bro, when was that ever going to come up? I mean, literally, Mad Titan snapped half the universe away. He was busy. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he probably found out maybe when he when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell, like right after Winter Soldier leading into Civil War and stuff and Agents of Ultron. That's probably when he went and did a little bit of investigating because he was looking for Bucky. Now, Isaiah Bradley and Bucky had history, so maybe in those little archives, he uncovered some stuff, but he probably just was like... You know, I but prob- then again, like he, how could how could he, he probably couldn't have found it on his own because they you know they said they erased Isaiah Bradley from existence. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Black Widow pulled up all those Hydra files from Hydra people that were erased, so maybe she. I don't mm. know. I think I think Cap found out, but interesting didn't say anything. Okay. Any any more thoughts on this on this episode? I did like the slice of life stuff in episode five with the ship where those people the community came together and helped Sam with this ship. Which mm. I don't know why he didn't ask them in the first place if you knew that was gonna happen. He was too proud. Too proud. Too proud. Yeah. Plus, you, plus, you know, bro, like they say, bro, we don't like helping each other. This is yeah. This is also true. Bro, didn't he mention that he didn't want to be give, dealing with people in the community like that first episode or something like that? Like he's mentioned that in episode five, I think. He was talking about how like all these people owe us money and like owe us something and like yeah. it's time to collect. Like he like he before that he talked about you know the community. Yeah. Very reminiscent of, of our of actual the actual black community. The actual black community. Oh, there was one more thing I was thinking of. Um, I can, oh, by the way, uh, I just forgot it. Damn, it's stripped out of my head. Never mind. I'll just say one thing that I liked. How Isaiah Bradley said no self-respecting black man would take up the mantle of Captain America. Mm. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, literally, bro. No cap, one of my favorite scenes. He's like, he was like, what did he say? That's, he's like, that's liberty or something like that, something like that. That's true, bruh. It was the last thing he said. I was just like, damn. Yeah, just his whole monologue just like will leave you speechless. Bruh. Yeah, no, yeah. I was sitting there watching that like with mouth open like, oh, wow. Mar- Marvel's going there. And plus, bro, Bucky even said he could, he would never see a, he could never imagine a world where a black man's Captain America. He said that, but it makes sense because he knows how the U.S. is. Bro, and I thought that was just... The good old U.S. away. Moving on to episode six, the season or series finale. We, we still don't know at this point. Episode six, one world, one people. As the Flag Smashers escalate their efforts, Sam and Bucky take action. First and foremost, the Falcon's new suit. Comic accurate. Oh, yeah. We, know, they, like, we forgot to talk about the ending of uh, oh. episode five, where the Wakandans give him... Uh, the uh, case. News. Yeah, oh, and he suit. also gives he t- tells what's his name to keep the wings. You know who was oh um, in Torres, a, an iteration of Captain. Well, that's Torres, but that's always gonna be what's his name from on my blog, Ru- Ruby's older brother. I knew I re- that's Ruby's oh older brother. Oh my god, I knew I recognized him. I didn't know from where. Oh, that's crazy. That is him. But you know what's funny? In the comics, he actually becomes the Falcon too. Yeah, he becomes yeah. the Falcon. So that was kind of like a little Easter. So keep egg the there. wings. It's like, bro, he's gonna be so, okay. Falcon. Oh, what they? Oh, we also got to mention um Zemo, you know he's escaped. He's in the wind. No, no, no. Zemo getting arrested, oh, going yeah. to the raft. Yeah. That's more <laughs> more Thunderbolt stuff built up there, I'm obviously. You, but the, it's just the it's just how how Bucky went about it. He's no longer a killer. That was clear. You know, Zemo mm. was expecting him to kill him, right? He's like, bro, go ahead. Because I don't... You remember, Zemo tried to kill himself. And they used the same shot with the hands and the yeah. dropping of the bullets. Oh, my God. Bro, Bucky, no longer a killer. He's officially no longer the Winter Soldier. That was Oh, uh, let's also talk about how this man, John Walker, made that two-bit DIY shield. Okay. Oh, yeah, the end credit. The end credit scene. I'm like... Man, the man needed a shield. Man, it's not a DIY shield. I thought and was, later we see that shield crumbled up. Bro, can we just acknowledge <laughs> he used the stuff, basically everything that he put from the military, all his correctional metal, he kind of put that around it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Even though that bit did get just like... Doom, but yeah. Yeah, two seconds. Episode, like, we're in episode six, yeah. So New cap suit. 
can't say I'm the biggest fan, but like I know it'll change as time goes on. So, you know, it was comic accurate. I did like that. One like thing it. that I want to say about the suit is if you notice around, um, what is it? Like, you know how the star, the way it looks like there was wings on the side of it, right? Mm. And how there was only like two sets of wings, like right here and right there, right? Yeah. yeah. So like in the Air Force, what they do is they, they have this formation where it's like a missing or like a missing fighter plane or something like that mm-hmm. well where they'll have like they'll get into a special formation to honor that one person so like i thought the reason why that sam didn't have a third stripe on his um on his suit was to commemorate uh captain america oh that's why i saw i was like wow because like i remember my dad talking to me about that and i'm like you know that's like that's actually pretty smart they actually try to incorporate that into there yeah hmm. so i like, look at the suit again look at the stripes that are around the stars you're gonna see one missing and, and also, i think that's why he's commemorating you also America. gotta remember that suit is technically made out of vibranium it's vibranium so it's, it's vibranium. that's that's guys that's very guys i like that because you know comic accurate i like how they were going comic accurate in both of these series like wandavision had their comic accurate moment now we got our comic accurate moment here. Can we talk about how both Bucky and Sharon Carter, who returned for this episode to help them take down the Flag Smashers, completely folded in their mission? Well, like their job was Buc- they had one job. But Bucky folded. Sharon. Yeah, Sharon got hers. You know, Sharon did because you know, spo- well, we already said it's spo- part of this episode. Yeah, it's spo- part of this episode. You already know she's the power broker, which makes. Were y'all surprised? No, because okay, look, good. look at this. Uh, right, look at cool. this. The episode that-, that she's introduced. It's called Power or Power Broker. Bro, yes. I'm like, y'all didn't even try to hide this one. <laughs> and plus, it makes sense why bro, the story behind it makes sense. Everybody else got acquitted, like Cap and them all got acquitted from the things from Civil War, but she didn't. They, they, US, this, the, you know, the military, not the military, the government. The government did her wrong. It makes sense. a watered down version of what they did to Isaiah Bradley to Sharon Carter. Yeah, you know, it makes sense for her one to go that route. And I thought it was guys like, well, obviously it made it kind of obvious, too obvious. But, you know, as Marvel fans, they don't expect you to just do that, be that obvious with something like. Mm, they, welcome. <laughs> yeah. So but I, I thought that was pretty cool. The final fight between uh, Carly and Falcon. <sighs> so emotional. Yeah. Because, like, Carly's really at the point where, like, bro, like, what more do I have to do to, to get y'all to see? Like, I have to kill all these people. And, like... When she's like fighting and she's like fight back and he's like no I don't want to fight you and there's just so much emotion there that that whole first half of that episode is just action 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 and I love it so much I loved how um and Batroc I love how Batroc was just out there like he did he did he gave him like kind of way he did the cat thought your boy there's the shield like he kind of gave me those vibes when he was yeah. fighting Sam I just want to kill the Falcon. He did all right, but sadly got killed by the power broker. Bro, I loved how... So they, did Carly. <laughs> they did. Bro, it's a lot of callbacks to all the Captain America movies. They did a callback with um the, the, the face scanner with Black Widow. They did that with Yeah, Sean I was Carter. surprised that, that that came up. I was like, what the hell? I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. That was pretty cool. And bro, can we just... Bro, can we talk about John Walker? Yeah. Coming to Jesus moment. Deciding to... Okay, first of all, his walkout, his walk into the fight was gas. Morgan Thou. That was Morgan Thou. That was fine. Let's finish this. But his coming to Jesus moment, saving the people instead of getting revenge. Character development added. And it's fires. like we actually like him now. I guess I like remember I said I sent you that beam? I guess I treated you. Bro, too I, it's, it's like it's so it sucks so much though. It's like when you especially in comic book movies, bro, like you get characters and like as soon as you see them, like, for the first time, people jump on them and shit on them. Oh, like, this isn't right. Comic accuracy. I'm like, just give it give it, give it, it some time. They're probably going to give you what you want, but they can't give you, like, prime whoever the character is just off rip. They have to, the character has to, the character development. That's literally John Walker in the comics. John Walker had to develop. Superman has He's to develop. He's an anti-hero. You know, Thor has to develop. Okay, like give it. They, I promise you. As much as I shit on Marvel, I do understand that Kevin Feige knows what the hell he's doing. Give oh. him time. <laughs> he he's going. Y'all, y'all have y'all been disappointed so far with Marvel? Oh hell no, hell no. He's got. He, I mean, Captain Marvel. That's a whole other subject. That's a whole but... other story. No, well, I mean, they they saw that they saw what their problem was. They were like, oh, low management director. 
get out of here and the movie's fine. Well, the issue is you don't cast indie directors to direct a superhero movie. Uh, okay. I was, Wasn't I, John I, Favreau I, technically in? I would agree with you there, but, but see, literally, see, like, Iron Man, the okay. director of Eternals just won an Oscar for Best Director. No, for she's Cap- an indie director. I know, but you're talking about in regards to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, the biggest, the biggest issue I have with Captain Marvel, the VFX. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, those were trash. Those were trash. Okay, yeah. Okay, yo. Most Marvel movies, bro. That's why I really want to see Eternals just because I've heard. Bro, do you know Eternals was shot nothing but film? The last Marvel film to shot nothing but film was Iron Man. I'm going to just say that. Yeah, that I can see why. That's, that's why I want to watch that movie so shout, low key. That's why I want to watch it so bad. But yeah, we're talking about... We're not talking about that right now. We're that's talking it. about the Falcon Wounded Soldier. And, not matter of fact, he's not even the Falcon anymore. He's Captain, Captain America. America. Hey, you want to know something weird, though? What? After Bucky... Or not Bucky. After Sam gets the suit, you if, if you look at the subtitles, it changes from Sam yes! to Captain America. Yes! I said, I that too. what is going on here? I noticed that, too. I was like, I, I liked it. That was, that was gas. No, what I do like how they kept mission. I thought Captain America was on the move. Bruh, they really... I'm kind of bad, but I'm not surprised they didn't give us nothing on Steve... Well, which makes sense. Nothing on Steve Rogers. Well, I mean... I, I was upset too, but then I'm just it like, makes sense. They, it's like they have to, you know, they've given us 23 movies of, of those characters. They have to move to the next generation. Oh, it's like you want, but you want Sam to get out of his shadow too. Like you want him to become his own person. It's just like it yeah. reminds me of Hamilton. You know, when they talked, when George Washington was talking about, we have to teach them how to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. they're not gonna bait, they're not gonna spoon feed us goodbyes with all these characters. They're like, look. Cap Steve Rogers is no longer Chris Evans is no longer Captain America. Sam Wilson is Captain America. And that's He's the same gone, thing. Take it. That's, that's it. the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. People yep. are like, let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. No, no, he's gone. No, they're done. He's gone. We're going on with these new characters. And I, what I liked was, and also, bro, just how I love how the last bit of the episode is literally just Sam's beautiful monologue telling the government to get their shit together. Yeah. Hearing a black man tell the U.S. government, "You need to do better." I'm like. So, I was the, I was just saying preach you know how you be at church with a pastor here preach preach you better preach I was like bro you better tell him and then the black people in the crowd that's the black falcon that's oh the, that's Captain that's America, America. what was, was kind of cool I love when they was like I don't think you understand he's like I'm a black man still in the stripes what you what you mean I don't understand I was like bro couldn't have written a better line there, bro. My favorite line of the episode. So definitely, uh, just a very good episode. Of course, we gotta talk about the the. Was this the the, the end credit scene, John Walker and Val, or was that at the end of the episode? That was the end of the episode. Really? Oh, nah. Um, end of the episode, the we end? see Sharon. She's no. The end credits. Was Sharon is the Sharon is the end credit scene. Oh, that's the end credit scene. The end oh. of the episode was them bombing the the killer, the last of the fire smashers. Oh, that was such a one I world, one moment. people. And then the dude says it too. I'm like, I'm well, like, dang, how many of these people the, are there? The new Hydra. Yeah, I'm about like, to say this is bro, the new Hydra, and that's kind of how it was correlated. The government, you know, underneath going underneath people in the government, you know how they did show the infiltrated shield. Mm. By the way, I just love it. Said one world, one people, and then they just die. That sounds like yeah. That's Sounds like all lives matter. It really does. Really does. It really all does. lives matter. Really Although, like, I understand Carly because it just was like, look, I understand half the universe snaps away. I understand her. Cool. And then, like, literally, America, like, not America, the entire world comes together and is like, look, like, we all, it's not many of us left. Let's just all, like, you know, operate as one world. And you know, borders were borders were blurry. Like, and then for everybody to come back and act like business as usual. Like, they talked about positions were filled with the people that, like, snapped away. So, like, if the president got snapped away, when he came back, he assumed his position as president. And, like, so everything that happened in those five years was kind of being, you know, backtracked. Yep. And people being sent back to homes that they never knew, or they knew them, but, like, that aren't familiar with anymore. But I did mention in my review at, with Bracket to B-Rolls that I also understood the, the government when they were just like, yo, this is really complicated, and how I felt there was a, a connection between how complicated they felt with the blip to like the COVID the COVID nineteen pandemic and how like the governments have had their heads kind of on a swivel because it's like oh shit like people are dropping like flies there's a virus out here what do we do there is a there was a there I remember remember because COVID messed up their plans with the mm-hmm. full arc I guess supposed to be more episodes there was supposed to be a a couple episodes about a virus breaking out remember in the first or second episode he's like there's some there's a um packet thing if you're vaccines but they were trying to when they're trying to first meet the flag smashers mm. there apparently was a virus arc they were trying to go with with the flag smashers but it was cut you kind of oh. notice how the flag smashers a lot of their stuff was dwindled down like 
Mama Donya literally had no lines. She just dead. Yeah. Yeah, they cut. They had to cut a lot of stuff because of COVID. Because the Mama Donya lady is actually a good actor. I've seen a couple of her movies. Really? Yeah. And she, she literally was dead. Had, yeah, so Man, I got... a good dead woman. Yeah, she, <laughs> she ain't had to do nothing. So but the, any final thoughts on episode six? What we going to implications real quick? I was Are we going to talk about the end credits scene? Oh, of course. I was kind of bummed that Carly did not tell Sam when she was dying that what's her name was the power broker. I, I was too, but I was just was like, it keeps it more of a secret, and it's going to be more it, shocking. But when it, it finds made out. more, it yeah. made more sense leading to the end credits scene. Because man, she about. gets acquitted. Oh, all that stuff, bro. I feel like I feel like they know. I feel like they know. How do they know? I feel like they have an idea. What, are you talking about the Thunderbolts? Or I feel like it's like one of those situations like keep I your friends like, close, your enemies closer. Okay, you're talking about oh, Sam and Sam, but I feel like Sam and the government. Know. Oh, cause Zemo know. We know Zemo knows all. Oh, Zemo knows. Yeah, bro, Zemo one thousand percent. Okay, can knows. we? Okay, low key, bro. John Walker's comic accurate comic book costume, bro. Yes. Perfect. It's Perfect. just I love how he's so like things are gonna get weird. It's just how he's like, but it's black. I like I like that call. He's like, but it's black. Man, then Val said that that one line. I'm like, oof. Maybe I did. Maybe I bro. I can't wait to see 2025. Let's get it. Bro, the Thunderbolts literally are really. I'm cool. telling you, this is the best way to introduce Deadpool 2. That's all I gotta say. Honestly, bro, and think about it, bro. I think the Thunder. Well, for implications, well. You can go to implications. Yeah, let's go into implications. So, implications, my thoughts dealing with the end credit scene, I think it is kind of setting up the issues with the Secret Wars and the infiltration stuff with um, Nick Fury because. <gasps> Real quick, Ty told me about a Ty told me about a, a theory. They think Sharon Carter could possibly be a scroll. I like it. That's crazy. I like it. At this point, anybody could be a scroll. We're literally in the middle of Secret Invasion. Shit, I'm Secret probably in- a Yeah, literally. Too. I said Secret Wars. I'm in the Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion has to happen before yeah. Secret Wars because Secret Wars deals with alternate realities coming all crazy. But that's oh, Doctor Lord. Strange. That's Doctor Strange. Oh, Lord. But anyway, she right. Things about to get weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and like, and also when she said it's a gray area, the shield's a gray area because that's not the original shield from the government. But so she must know. I feel like she knows something about Steve Rogers getting that shield. I feel like she mm. does. Just because she said it's kind of a gray area. It's not really their property anymore. And I just thought she was talking about how like it belongs to Wakanda because the vibranium. But maybe it is deeper. Maybe it is deeper. Marvel maybe she, be on that. Maybe she knows some stuff. You know, you got to watch out. Any word could be a movie, man. Because I, I just recently was, like, catching some clips from Infinity War when he, when Doctor Strange like, we're in the end game now. And not one person was like, the end game is going to be the movie. Not well, a couple person. people, actually, no, a couple people thought that, but the Russos were like, that's not the name. And everyone was like, well, damn. What is the? I'm mad wow. they did that because a couple people in Hollywood were like, "Bro, we thought it was gonna be in He's like, "It's not in." So of course, this is. Um, we already have been confirmed that they will be making a Captain America four starring Sam Wilson with the showrunner uh, Matthew Clemens. Is that his name? Matthew Malcolm Spellman. Malcolm Spellman. Sorry, uh, will be helming the the film as um, a writer. Can't wait for that. I can't wait for a Captain America movie. He finally movie. get his own solo movie. Tom Holland, can't, Tom Holland can't make fun of him no more. Bruh, facts. Any other implications before we get out of here? Oh, another implication. Oh, yeah. Just how messed up this country Black is. Black Widow. Who, what we got next? We got Loki coming up. Black Loki w- comes out in June. Black Widow. Yeah, June. Black Widow comes Black out Widow. July 9th. You think this will have any bearing on those? Yeah. That, um, Thunderbolts. Um, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolt Ross is in Black Widow. I think Taxmaster might be part of the Thunderbolts. Oh, so yeah, of course. Him, Yelena, the other Black unless they, Widow. Unless they kill him off. They're not going to kill him off. They might. Bro, Black... They're going to kill him Taskmaster. Off. Ooh! You cannot make me any more mad because Taskmaster literally is that Bro, nigga. that's like the next big antagonist for this phase. Like, come Taskmaster? on. Taskmaster? Yes. Is he, is he like Avengers level threat? Yes. He what? can copy all of their moves. Bro, do you know... Even what powers? Uh, he can, like, assimilate what they look like. He literally... But... He assimilates... What he does is he takes an element... Of what you do very well, and he recreates it. Like you, you saw that he camera has, that's in his head. He recording all of that so that way he can play it back. He has Black Panther's vibranium claws. He has Spider Man's athletic ability. He has a shield version of Captain America. He has Iron Man's some level tech. Taskmaster's that nigga. He takes something of everybody and makes it his own. Mm-hmm. That nigga's dangerous, and he'll be good for the Thunderbolts. But anyway, like we were saying, we also got um. Oh, we also got bro. We got Hawkeye coming up, bro. Bro, can we just... <laughs> yes. Haley like, Seinfeld, I'm going. And then plus, I think Yelena Bonova's... I think they said Yelena's going to be in that one. She's going to be... She's basically the new Black Widow. Yeah, they said she's going to make an appearance, and I can't wait to see Florence Pugh finally as Black Widow. That's going to be guys. Bruh. Also, 
can we just talk about like Facebook on the way and then we got Dr. Strange and Shang-Chi 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 and real, the Legend of the Ten real quick because we haven't rings. talked about this on, on mic um, thoughts on the trailer that was gas oh gas like bro that was like a Bruce Lee movie and Marvel's never done anything like this we got them we finally see the Mandarin and it's so cool how it, there are bracelets and not actual rings yeah. I, thought, I thought that was kind of gas I can't wait to see Shang-Chi Shang-Chi I think it's going to be the best MCU movie of all time and Aquafina of course is Aquafina she is of course in this uh, as she is with every other movie as I said I don't think I ever said this to somebody on mic but like I said this to somebody she's the Asian Tiffany Haddish prove me wrong that's true that's prove definitely true prove me wrong Okay, she is. She's That's annoying. True. I liked her in, in. It's like you like her in Crazy Rich Asians, but then it's like after that you see the roles that she's in, and it's like, damn, this is really. Right. A I love her in Crazy industry. Rich Asians. I liked her as normal. I liked her in the farewell. Like she was. That was like her her drama her dramatic role. That yeah. one dramatic role every comedian does. That was her dramatic role. Really good in that. I liked her in Jumanji. Jumanji, she was straight. That's because she was limited in Jumanji. They cut a lot of her scenes in Jumanji. Of course. And I'm glad they did. But yeah, she was really good in Jumanji. But like, she plays a lot of the same roles. I, I hate her in Raya. Raya, oh, yeah. Last Dragon. I that like... was I hate her as a dragon. I actually haven't seen that. I gotta watch. You really not, it, bro? Asian Moana. Um, Damn, he's not wrong, bro. I, I I promise you. But last thing before we get out of here, let's rank this bad boy out of ten. Uh, anybody, who, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll give it a seven of seven of seven and a half. Out seven point five out of ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about you, Slit. I'm going to give it an 8.5 just because of the 8.5. implications it's leaving on the MCU. And also, we got a black Captain America, bro. 8.5. Ah, man. Yo, Ooh, let that me, sweet spot in between. Let me go 8. Yeah, I'm going to go 8. I'm going to y'all at 8. And so, like, average between all of us would be 8. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for Cap, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Actually, Captain. 8 out of 10 for Captain America and the yeah, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Put some respect on An amazing name. TV show. Um... Alright, so I know I keep saying last thing, but this is the actual last thing before we close up. WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Why are you even asking this question? WandaVision for w- me. WandaVision has changed the way a lot of stuff is filmed. It changed filmmaking. Falcon Winter Soldier didn't change filmmaking. <laughs> it really didn't, yeah, bro. It didn't, but yeah. WandaVision changed filmmaking. And superhero movies, too. Oh, man. It, it's, it's, this one's tough, man. This one's tough. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna go Captain America and the Winter Soldier only because I've always kind of gleaned more to the more rooted stuff in the MCU. Yeah, that makes sense. Than, than the cosmic stuff. So, Wanda, I, while WandaVision was cool, I, I gravitated more. I, I'd rather pick this up than pick WandaVision. Mm. But not saying WandaVision is amazing. Very good. I think that got a 9 out of 10. So This narrative, I think this narrative is better than WandaVision's narrative. Absolutely. Absolutely. This one felt more rooted in the MCU, given that at the end of WandaVision, she, like, you know, walk kind of walks back into reality. The house, like, that the city, everybody's freed. And then she goes off, goes off into with the dark hole and just chills. This has actual implications on the greater universe that the MCU is in. Well, mm-hmm. technically, WandaVision has a more crazy thing just because of its tapping into the multiverse. But this right, right now is the main shit that's going on. So, like, so where are we timeline-wise? So, okay. so like, base, in terms of Phase 4, so... Okay, yeah, let me give you that. So, basically, we had Endgame, right? Right. WandaVision is literally a month after Endgame. Okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier is a couple minutes, a couple weeks, now a couple months after WandaVision. Then Spider-Man Homecoming, no, Spider-Man Far From Home is a few months after um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So is Spider-Man a part of Phase 4 or is still technically the end of Phase 3? No, it's, no, no, it's, 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 it's part of Phase, it's the end of Phase 3, but... It's it basically in the but middle. Timeline wise, it's in the middle of four. It's in the middle of phase four because obviously the next Spider-Man movie literally picks up right after where the next one left off. And okay. Then, and then after that, it should be the the new Doctor Strange movie. And then, but Shang Chi is going. Shang Chi, I think, is a little. I think Shang Chi's in the middle between Spider-Man and Falcon Winter Soldier just because it picks up in Madripoor. Well, mm, things like so much happening. Yeah, <laughs> like one time. And of course, and then we got Loki is just like because the MCU kind of used to. If give or take a couple movies, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Captain Marvel, yeah, moved in pretty much a straight line, and now it's kind of pinpoint. This goes here because yeah, you know time's here. messed up at this point. Yeah, we go, bro. I'm so ready for low key, bro. Things are about to get weird. But <laughs> things are about to get guys. Weird. That's another fun filled episode of Cafeteria Talk. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. I recently have changed my handle on Twitter. It is no longer Red Kool A three one seven. It is 
Quattro IV, C-U-A-T-R-O-I-V underscore. One more time, Quattro IV underscore. Where can they find you, Kev? You boys can find me at kid.kev17 on Instagram. Slick without the C underscore rock to be underscore on Instagram. Yeah, man. Check me out on brackets and B-rolls with my boy. Tyle, we just dropped uh, an under review talking about this very same uh, show. Um, I think our Oscar reactions might have just dropped by then. Um, I'm not sure yet. And we, got, of course, we had another episode of Mob Ties, Wise Guys and Mob Ties. Uh, yeah, Wise Guys and Mob Ties coming up on that Thursday, this Thursday. Um, we love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, I didn't say the, the socials for that. You can catch us on Insta at brackets underscore B rolls and on Twitter at brackets underscore B rolls. We love you guys. Can't wait to see what you guys think of this episode. Big love. We out. Cup of tea.